Hello, 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 wonderful people. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome to 2024. 2024, the year of abundance. Why is it the year of abundance, you may ask? Well, 2 plus 2 plus 4 is 8. 8, abundance. Ah, yes, yes. Sarah nods her head. The year of abundance, the year of the dragon. I think, and I could be wrong here, someone will question me, perhaps the year of the water dragon. So I'm told. So, um... Welcome to 2024. Um, I hope you're all doing well in this wonderful place we call Pharmacy Land. Um, we're all certainly good. We've been, uh, um, we're, when we're recording this, is sort of three weeks into January. Um, we've had holidays um, because we're accountants. We can have holidays as distinct from the people listening to this who can't have holidays because you're pharmacists. So, sucked in. Um, so, we're, we've been on holidays. We've had a great time. We've eaten enormous quantities of food um but we're feeling fantastic so i hope you're all doing well as well we've got a a big year ahead in pharmacy land much much to happen in pharmacy land so uh yeah hang on to your seats ladies and gentlemen it's uh, it's going to be a fun ride so um so that's what's been happening at peak oh we've been doing some uh, actually a lot of good stuff we've bring, been bringing on some uh, a lot of um uh, quite a few new clients of late. Yeah, quite a few. Yes, so the team's been uh, quite busy. It's all been very exciting, actually. Um, there's a, a few that we've been uh, helping into uh, their, their first pharmacy buy. So, um, uh, yeah, so it's quite a, a real active land in, in peak land at the moment. That, that's really good. So say hello, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I keep nodding, but then I realise no one can see me nodding. <laughs> no, it doesn't work on podcasts as much yeah um, maybe what we should do is video the thing yes yeah. yes maybe yes we, we should, should. <laughs> so uh let's uh introduce our topic for today so our topic is all about how to choose a brand how to choose a brand now um just to preempt this we won't be talking about any brand in particular we're not talking about anyone we're just talking about the concept in general um and I think one of the, the, the first points here is don't assume you need a brand mm. because you don't necessarily need one. And a lot of it comes down to location. Um, but I think the big thing here is your own personality traits. Yes. Because you, you, you know some people, because some people have been uh, clients of ours who are fiercely independent, mm. very, very entrepreneurial. Um, they like to control. They also like to change and influence and do things. Very dynamic personalities, which you sort of can't see them fitting within a system or a brand, can you? No, no, definitely like to pivot. when They do. And, and it's, no, this is the way we're going to do it. Here's the, you've got to conform to these rules. And we say, no, we don't conform to rules. I'll do it my way. Um, so I think the, the first part here before you go down the path is actually being very honest with yourself and being very realistic with your own personality of is this actually the best thing for you? Because for some people to be constrained within a brand actually holds them back. Mm. And we've seen some that we've worked with, very dynamic remarkably good at what they do but they're good at what they do because they stop change pivot take control and just go do things don't they yes um that within a brand is just 
it's just going to create conflict. Yeah. It's just going to be an argument. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, the ones that like to pivot quickly and make changes yeah. maybe would be better suited to an independent. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to be – you've got to have a bit of a, a an assessment on yourself and uh, your personality. At the same time, some – locations need a brand as well definitely um you know, for you, so, uh, like big shopping centers probably one of those locations where you need something to to draw people in mm. don't you um it could be um um you know, and i said i won't mention brand so i won't so let's change that that uh, that little school of thought <laughs> i was about to go down um and sarah's looking at me and correcting me so please don't say what you're about to say John. <laughs> no i just <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so like like shopping centres is one of those where where brands tend to work rather well. Um, sometimes being in your community next to the IGA, your local suburban small sort of shopping centre can pivot either way. They can work well, but we've also seen some independents that work remarkably well yes. and done very very well uh, on just as as an independent pharmacy. Yes, they have um, some of the medical centre ones. You know, there regionals. Yeah, that mm. depends on the size of the regional as well. So, a really location is a big thing, but your personality is is a big one. And also, I want to lean into that a little bit more as well, because you got to go back to what is the type of pharmacy that you actually want to run, because you can own all sorts of pharmacies. You can own a big discount retail type offering or you can own a um, high service offering pharmacy um, and um, yeah you, you, can, you can have those sort of different brands and different styles but I think you need to be honest with what's the type of pharmacy that that you want to run for is for example if you've been trained and you're excited about being a high service model pharmacist you're probably going to be rather frustrated if you walk into the world of a more of a retail type offering you're going to be a bit itchy and grumpy and probably cause problems for everyone <laughs> really um so have a think what is the type of pharmacy that you want to run and we'll extend that a little bit further what is the type of pharmacy that you want to run what is your product and service offering that you want to run as well as what's the type of audience, audiences, <laughs> plural, that you want to run? Yeah, so you have to understand who your target audience are and it, with different banner groups and brands, like it's definitely some of them can be tailored better to those audiences. So yep. like if they're a high service model um, and that is what your audience is seeking from their local pharmacy, then that would be a great alignment. Yeah. So yep. it really depends on... Yeah, who your what? Who is your patient base, and who are most likely going to shop with you within the next one to three months? Yeah, and then tailoring your strategy from there. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, so knowing what type of pharmacy you want to run, um, what uh, product services you want to offer, who your target audiences are, they're very very important. But then we got to focus on the demographics. Mm -hmm. We've got to look at the the demographics. Um, so we got to think of, well, what's the sort of age, um, socioeconomic status? What sort of 
um, people are we trying to appeal to here? Yeah. Um, now, our target audiences could be based on on age, it could be based on male, female, it could be based on um, service offerings, yeah. Um, yeah, et cetera. You might be trying to target, you know, uh, particular things. Like a niche, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you might be wanting to target those particular things as well. But you've also got to, you've also got to extend beyond the demographics and have a look at your competition as well. Um, so in that area is who is the competition. Mm. So there's no point having a brand that's already there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no point having a brand that was, with, is within sort of Kui, because some brands tend to get to the point where they start to compete against each other, mm-hmm. start to cannibalise off each other because there's just so many of them around. Yep. And then you start to think, well, what's this brand going to do for me and my audience if there's one, you know, two, three kilometres, four or five kilometres down the road? What's it going to do for me? Um, what's it going to do for the, the, the customers? Patients, probably hardly anything. So what competition is around now? Within that, you're looking at, well, are there discount models? Are there high service models? Um, what sort of offerings are there? What offering can I give to this area that's not already here? Yeah, what makes you stand out? Yeah, now that can either be a particular brand can deliver that or that's where you may want to go independent if there's a particular service offering that's lacking in that area but um, but there's no brand can fulfill that need. Yeah. yeah. So you just need to look around amongst those, um, those competitors. And um, there is this um, saying in pharmacy land, which I know you'll laugh at, <laughs> is that um, um, brands only matter to owners. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brands only matter to owners. And sometimes uh, they... The owners choose the brands based on the savings to them or yeah. the offerings to them with not much thought given to what the patient needs are. Yes, and that's doing yourself a disservice. Um, I think that aligning with a brand that will help you reach your target audience and give you the brand awareness for people to, you know, drive past two or three other pharmacies to come visit you is so powerful. Yes, yes So yes. I think that, yeah, being a part of a brand can be so beneficial for your business, but it needs to be looking from your patient-based perspective. Yeah. Also understand um, uh, what I call the, the, the spectrum here. So amongst the spectrum of brands you have, on one end you have the, the, the hard discounters. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that are purely retail, purely based on price and need, uh, because they're low margin, they're also, they need lots of volumes to make their, their profitability. They're the really hard discounters mm. at one end. Chip in a little bit bit uh, along the spectrum, then you have your soft discounters who are still positioning themselves as price, cheap, retail type offerings, mm. um, but not as cheap as the hard discounters, um, which they sort of need to be careful about that. If you're going to position yourself as a discount, but you're not as cheap as another discount down the road, you're only up for a hiding. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, you're only up for a hiding. So um, you've got to be sort of careful about the location. So they are the soft discounters. Now, at the other end, you have your high service models. So at, at both ends of the spectrum, you have 
hard discounters and you have high service model pharmacies. Now, high service model pharmacies are, are, are a different bunch. They are all about patient service. That they, you know, they they're competitive with their pricing, but they will go full margin, not discounting for anyone, because where do they make their money? Margin, but they make them they make their profitability from the lifetime value of a patient. Mm. It's all about patient service. Yes. And they will outservice. Um, they will outservice the discounters all day, every day. Oh yeah, no, I agree. And they do it exceptionally well. Yeah, no, I really are in awe of those patient-centered. Yeah, they're very brands. good. They're very they're good amazing. at what they do. And then you have this bunch in the middle, which are either being outserviced or outpriced. Mm. And um, the other ones you sort of need to be careful about. Think, what exactly are you offering? Yeah. Your, your, your patient base because your patient base can get a discount option. They can get a high service option. But if you're in the middle, aside from convenience, what else are you offering? Yeah. No, I, I think that definitely um, one thing that is one common question that I ask our clients when I start working with them from a marketing perspective is why are, why are patients visiting you? And it can't be as simple as just to fill scripts or to pick up, you know, some type of supplement. You yep. they need to you need to be strategic and understand exactly what you offer yep. and why people will shop from you. Yes. And also understand that you're not going to grab every single person, but also get a quality yeah. target yeah. audience base where people will come with you again and again and again. And I'd be looking at I'd be asking myself those questions when looking at brands. For my pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, very good point. That leads me to my next point is the main question is what's the brand going to do for your patients? Yeah. So, again, like, like you're saying is that, well, here's my demographics, here's my area, here's the types of people, whether from an income perspective or from a, um income perspective or from an age perspective or from whatever, here's my target audiences, right, What's this brand going to do for my patients? Yes. And that, and I think that needs to be you know, quite high up in your decision-making process because oh. what tends to happen is owners tend to put, what's this going to do for me? Yeah. <laughs> and that tends to come far too early in my opinion. No, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. That should be, for me, I mean, I am a marketer, but then working in with you, John, I think yeah. you're in agreement. Like that should be the like the top determining factor yep. for when selecting anything out, even just outside of brands but anything strategic in terms of like revenue growth opportunities like mm. how you're going to if you're adding in something to your pharmacy like yeah okay so this also extends to a um a, another part i want to talk to you about now um what we've been talking a little bit about patient experience Okay. Yes. Now, patient experience is not just what happens when that patient walks into the pharmacy. No. Now, patient experience is, um, and you explain this better than me, is every single touch point that person has with your pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's a brand, we have sort of different touch points in 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 that that um, 
in in that that journey, that cust- that patient yes. experience journey. So let's. I want. Let, can you sort of dive into yep. that a bit more? So patient experience is pretty much their perception of you as a brand, and if you are a part of a brand, it is going to be really closely intertwined with the brand on a national level, mm. state level, yep. however many other pharmacies there are. And the touch points could be through different channels. So, for example, it can be through any traditional advertising that they may do, whether it's radio, whether it's um, advertising on bus stops, whether it's stuff in the local newspaper, then it's the loyalty program, the touch points through the email, um, uh, um, through, through your loyalty program. It's also like through internet, so social media, as well as just like Google search. And so in terms of experience, it's what they're learning about you and how you can serve them as a patient so how what their experience is so say Sarah's pharmacy I know they're so good when it comes to wound care that if I ever had any issues with my little one if he like bumped his head and it was the weekend and I don't want to sit in ED like I'll go pop in and see them like because they've just given me so much information outside of the pharmacy around wound care mm-hmm. so patient so when with a brand you have to look at what they're communicating outside the four walls of your pharmacy to see if that aligns with what your patients need and the experience that you think your patients are looking for. Yeah. 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 So, so when it comes to selecting brands, some brands, your patients are already going to be familiar with because of their exposure to that brand. And some brands are very prominent in regards to who they are and what they're about. Um, So if that brand happens to open up in a particular area, people know, oh, I know that brand because of A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. Now, the next point here is also very, very important is, um, particularly on brands, is brand marketing versus and brand communication versus individual pharmacy local communication. Yes. Explain the difference because this is very important because some get wrapped up in, oh, it's, look, it's this brand, that brand's going to do all the marketing and fantastic, but that brand is doing the marketing for its own brand. It's not doing the marketing for you and your store. Yeah. Patients want you and your store. So yes. dive into that a little yeah. bit more. So if you've ever heard me speak, you probably hear this analogy from me, but I am one of four girls, so we're siblings. So I treat... Heaven help you, don't Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and a stepsister as well, to throw that in. Um, But yeah, if you look at me and my sisters, we're siblings. So we're part of the same family. We have the similar characteristics, but we all have our own different quirks and personalities. That's how I see um, brands and with their pharmacies. Like, yes, they have the similar touch and feel, but then they're obviously different quirks and personalities at the same time. So your patient base is going to be segmented to your local area or to if you've got like a particular niche, your patient base is your patient base. Therefore, it needs a little bit more TLC um, from you from a local perspective because they're the ones building relationship with your team and what you guys stand for. And, you know, they're not necessarily going to engage as much from just generic national marketing. So... Banners groups do an exceptional job with their marketing. Um, They're very good at creating brand awareness. Mm. Um, However, there needs to be that local touch. So this is a really big consideration when you're um, talking about um, joining a brand is looking at the flexibility and the support that you will have from the group in regards to your local 
marketing. So when I say local marketing, it's like your own social media or if you've got an email, if there's a loyalty program, they're see, sending emails, if you can send one personalised to your store mm. once a month and those types of things, getting involved in community engagement. Are some brands in your experience more restrictive than others in your yes. ability yep. to, like an individual pharmacy, to yes, promote definitely. their own marketing, their own message? Are some more restrictive than others? Yes, yes, most Definitely. Um, just like with other things, I'm sure other parts of they've all got different um, rules and regulations. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is when you're uh, approaching a brand and you're talking about your marketing is like you need to be really clear in what you're wanting to do from a local perspective. Because I do understand um, the level of time and care gets put into a brand strategy. So you want to make sure when you're approaching them that you are able to present them why and then they can help you complement what they're already doing. Yep. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just need it to be localised to you. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, one other question before I, I move on to what's a, what's a brand going to do for, for you um, is, again, we've been talking about brands, different brands, the different approaches to, to marketing and, and et cetera. Now, loyalty programs. Mm -hmm. now, I do want to touch on this because in our experience, a loyalty program is a very, very incredibly powerful tool oh, if yes. utilised correctly. Mm -hmm. can be immensely powerful. Um, and we've seen through clients that we've worked through, um, when a loyalty program is utilised for communications – um, it can be an incredibly powerful thing in regards to patient numbers, script numbers and overall turnover in GP dollars. Um, but when it comes to brands though, again, there's some restrictions here as to whose database is it and what can you do with it. If you're an independent, it's your database, go for your life, do whatever you like. Yep. But a brand's different, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, I think that, yeah, ultimately the data, it, it, once again, it depends on brand to brand. Mm. Yep. But yeah, there is a bit of restriction in a lot of the um, campaigns and emails that are sent, because generally what gets sent out on loyalty programs is email campaigns and incentives. And a lot of it is um, driven by, by, my apologies, by head office. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I think loyalty programs is really, really powerful and a really great way to build a loyal customer base. So w once again, it's being really clear with what you want to do and having that like monthly touch point of personalization and working in with your um, brand on how to achieve that. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, um, through what degree can you actually um, utilize that database? And there's a question of who actually owns the database and it's not necessarily you. Sometimes yeah, it's, it's just the brand that owns it. Yeah, you need to, um, that's something that to definitely consider yep. between, yeah, what, what's, yeah, depends on who yep. you go with. So, um, so the f uh, as we started this, the first big question is, what's the brand going to do for your patients? Yes. The second big question is, what's the brand going to do for you? Now, some brands will throw in incentives for fit-out incentives or... Um, um, trade terms, rebates, discounts on on um, the stock buys, etc. And some will throw in, in dollar benefits for all that. And all that's very important and needs to be taken into account. And that's a, actually a whole new world there of 
understanding those trade terms, what they mean. Um, so that's a, a topic for future discussions, which we won't go into now because it's not enough time. Um, but um, trade terms, understanding that, how does it work for your pharmacy, what's, what are the best terms for your particular pharmacy. So understanding all of those is very important. And I'll come back to this, this point that we made before. Um, we talked about competition from your patient's perspective. There's also competition from your perspective. Um, are, you competing, are you competing against the own brand? Um, you know, if, if there's a lot of... Um, if there's other competitors who are in the same brand, then why, why do it? Even though financially it may make sense... But why do it? Where's the incentive? Not only for your patients, but also for you, because you're paying a heap of money in franchise fees for, for what in particular. And so when you're looking at what's the brand going to do for you, um, the very good concept here is return on investment. Okay, Very, very simple return on investment. So you have to invest so much per month in um, franchise fees. There might be... Um, um, advertising um, sort of fees for catalogs, whatever, um, all sorts of fees attached to it all. Some are a lot more expensive than others. Some are horrifically expensive um, and, and some are not. So so you've got to go through. It's not only the fees but also what's that brand going to do for you and your patients? So what's the return there? Um, so there's the financial um, aspects of like particularly trade terms, things like that you can benefit from. But where is the brand heading? And this is another very important point here, not only for you but also for your patients, is understand what is the pharmacy spectrum like now? So what, is, what are patients needing now? Can you fill that, that need? But also, where is pharmacy evolving to? So is your brand... Going to um, is your brand going to support the evolution of pharmacy? Because pharmacy is not going to stay as it is. No. Pharmacy is already evolving. We've already seen it in twenty three. The evolution of sixty day. The evolution of um, full scope of practice in coming in in little bits and bobs in different in different um, states around Australia. So, pharmacy is evolving as we speak, and twenty four is going to change it again. But where is your brand sitting in regards to the future of pharmacy? Is your brand just merely existing, as some do? Or does your brand actually really have a plan on how they're going to evolve their brand to meet the future needs of the community? Really understand that. That, that is very, very important. Um, so that the, the, the brand vision um, and how is that brand going to be able to compete going forward? Because, again, you've got... High service model pharmacies, one end, who are just getting better and better at what they do. You've got the hard discounters, again, are just getting better and better at what they do. Where is your brand sitting in that evolution and sitting within that spectrum? Now, another thing here, this one's going to be a little bit critical, so hang on to your seats. Some brands are just the same thing with different colour signs. Okay, it's a little bit controversial, but I'm sure some people will agree with me. They, they're the same thing. Same thing. And it goes back to the point we're saying before, brands only matter to, to owners, is because I had this conversation a few, more than enough times with 
some owners, they've just gone and refit and changed brands. The customers come in and go, oh, what were you before? Now, they wouldn't know what you were branded before. And sometimes they don't particularly care. Um, why? Because you're local and you're convenient and that's all they really care about. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, do go speak to other people within that network. And, and um, you know, Pharmacy is a, is, a, is a great community and is a community because um, sometimes you're not necessarily, your competitors are not necessarily competing against you. Um, we're all there for the same purpose and that's to look after each other and to look after our patients. And um, so do talk to other members. What works? What doesn't work? What are they good at? What are they crap at? So do work through that. Go through all the, their systems, their tech, their IT how are they evolving their IT? How are they evolving their systems and procedures to make your life so much easier? Because um, some are quite advanced, yeah. others not so much. Yeah, I think that when you are approaching to go and join a brand, I think it can be so beneficial. And I, I just think you need to be like, have really open and honest communication with the, your point of contact at the group and um, provide them insight of to what you believe the future of your business will be, what your like next one to two, three year goals are and how they can help you achieve that journey. Yep. And yet yeah, ask the questions and find out because it is a very expensive exercise. And I, I guarantee that a lot of them will be willing to come to the party and working with you. You've yep. just got to be... Because um, there are so many, I've worked with so many different banner groups and there's actually so much stuff that they do, do offer their members, but it's just not being utilised. No, and that, that's one of the problems, isn't it? Is, yeah. Um, some, some brands and some of the things they do is quite remarkable. It's really cool. Like but owners are just not taking it up. Yeah, so I think um, you're doing the brand a disservice if you're not exploring in your initial stages of how they can help you and yeah. really, yeah, going yeah. from there. Yeah, so um, really look into how that brand's evolving, how that, that brand is going to fit within the future needs of community pharmacy. Have a look at how they're evolving their systems, their tech, their IT, um, and, and what innovative ways, innovative uh, tools they're going to have that's going to come into your pharmacy and make your life better and also uh, enhance the patient experience as well. Um, uh, yeah, do look at the fees and look at the fees in comparison to um, you know, sometimes paying more is not necessarily a bad thing if they're delivering a lot of value with it. Um, and, um, yeah, so so do ask a lot of questions. Um, have a look at the financial incentives. Have a look at the trading terms. Um, there's a lot there. Um, don't rush into it. Go speak to as many people as possible. Go speak to other brands. Go speak to other members and other brands and really do your homework. But above all, think... You don't have to be a brand. You know, if you want to, if that suits you and the style of pharmacy you want to run, if that suits the style of product and service offering that you want to deliver, great. Um, if it suits, more importantly, the needs of your community, fantastic. But those considerations must come above your own. Mm -hmm. right? So don't think greed and what's in it for me, because, of course, that's important, but... Um, if you find a brand that matches the community needs, the finances will sort themselves out because people will come to you. Okay. So um, 
is there anything I've left off that I should have talked about that I haven't? I'm throwing this open to you as an unannounced question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you've covered most of it. Um, definitely just hitting home is what, what, do you, what does your patients need from you and then go from there in your decision making. That was my last tidbit. <laughs> so by all means, um, guys, reach out. Um, come have a chat with us if you are considering changing brands and let us help you ask the questions for you to go out there and, and do your homework and, uh, and, and, and walk. And we're quite happy to, to walk through with you. Um, so let's move on to tea with JT. Yes. Enter jingle. <laughs> so, um, so lately, um, Priya and I have had, uh, um, it's been a, a busy phase of uh, new clients coming on board, which has been um, very exciting, very exciting for the team. Um, we love it when new clients come on board. It brings us dynamicism into the into the team. It's it's, it's a lovely experience actually. But there's been uh, we've had um, and we, we we love what we do. But the thing that we love the most is when we're able to help someone into their pharmacy for the first time. Now Priya's been working with someone who's about to enter. Um, pharmacy for the first time and buy a first pharmacy and this is um, really exciting of course they've got that nervous anticipation you know they've got that uh, they're excited about it but they're nervous at the same time which is the best combination you can have being really excited but you're really nervous at the same time because it means you ask questions and asking lots of questions you're excited but very wary Um, so she's been helping someone through and uh, about to launch into the first phase. And it's such a fantastic thing to um, and uh, help someone go down that journey, become a pharmacy owner. Because as we all know, it is not an easy game, but, God, it can be incredibly rewarding, incredibly rewarding. And um, I was chatting to a young guy yesterday from South Australia who's about to buy into um, one, maybe two pharmacies in South Australia and Queensland. And, um, and it, it, again, it's, just, uh, it's a fantastic thing for me to be able to talk with a young guy who's free to ask questions. I can help him out. I draw his attention to certain things that he needs to be aware of. And um, so to help people along that path is, uh, is incredibly rewarding. And it's one of these things that... Um, um, that's not a money thing. That's just a p- the pure joy of doing it, of really helping out someone. So, um, so for us, it's been um, um, a great deal of joy in being able to help people out. So, um, so that's that's the start of our year. That's yeah. the start of our year, and it's been uh, immensely rewarding. So, hang on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we've got some exciting things coming up. I also um, caught up with the ladies last week from Women in Pharmacy. Yes, what, what's happening? Um, we've got a calendar of events put together. I yep. think the first event will be out in March um, Ooh, in exciting. aligning with International Women's Day. Very on brand. Okay, you got the calendar right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that's very marketing of me. Um, <laughs> so we've got some cool things coming up and like the main goal – this year for women in pharmacy is definitely to um, 
for students and interns to meet owners and um, kind of build that mentorship from them. Um, because from the feedback last year, that is one of the biggest reasons why people are attending. So I've been, last week I spent a good chunk of time reaching out to different people um, and yeah, got some really cool interviews lined up for the newsletter as well. I've got three already Ooh, done. exciting. <laughs> yes. Exciting. <laughs> so that was, yeah, a little update from Women in Pharmacy. That's going to be good. That's yep. going to be, because um, last, last year was the first year. Yeah, first yep. year. Yep. And so just uh, building steam now. Yeah. And a lot of people coming on board, which is really good too. Yeah, no, definitely. We've had really good results yeah. from it. And what's been happening in um, in marketing land? Oh, lots been happening. What, what's, what's some of the exciting work you've been doing with, with clients in marketing world? I've actually had such an amazing mixed bag the last few months. Um, we actually, I landed some people and pharmacies that I've wanted to work with for a very long time. because I'm you're in, very excited about Yeah, that. I'm in awe of their what they do. Um, so I've got a few little consulting gigs on at the moment. And yep. I also, people are still loving the course um, and it's a perfect time being the new year to jump yep. on. And there's one uh, client you're working with um, who had a um, quite a decent loyalty program. Um, it was like seven and a half thousand or something like <laughs> yep. that. It was it was actually quite quite a decent lordy break, but doing bugger all with it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and that's an exciting break when you when you start from that point of there is so much here to work with. Just introduce a few systems and you're away. Yeah, and seeing click like seeing thirty um, percent increase on service bookings from month to month that was pretty cool, and also just a cost save thirty percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and a cost saving um, from removing. Physical print mail has saved them. Kill trees type. Yeah, what well, yeah. saved them thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that well was done. fun. Love yeah. it, love it. So thank you, everyone. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, we've got uh, a whole year worth of uh, podcasts coming up. We've got some exciting interviews coming up. Um, as a, as a is I think the next one hopefully is a guy that I want to interview who's another pharmacy owner that I really, really admire. He's um, he, he's an amazing person um, and um, forever smiling. So um, I'm hoping to, to land him for a uh, an interview soon because you'll love listening to this guy. He's remarkable. So I think I know who you're talking about. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> um, so, um, it was your idea. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. um, so thank you very much, everyone. I um, hope you've had a good day. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Thanks. Bye.